everybody welcome back to the dual screens crossplay podcast i am one of your hosts Stephen fontana and with me as always is andy asimakis how are you Andy? hey how's it going buddy i feel good i feel fresh got a haircut recently right. i'm looking all cleaned up ready for the summer <laughs> right yeah so i feel good i feel very very good uh-huh i can't help but but read the chat right now and i and i love and i love it <laughs> For, I'm, trying not to, I'm trying not to look at it right if now. If you're not watching this show live on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams or later on youtube.com slash dual screens TV, you are missing out. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Andy, you look fresh. You look good. I shaved Thank today. You, today. you I did. You did. I, I can see down. it in the this region. Yeah, in my neckle region mm -hmm. and in my top cheekbone region. Your nesticles. Mm -hmm. my, yeah, my nesticles. Mm -hmm. um, folks, this is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. This is the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring two dudes you've never heard of, probably. Mm -hmm. The show posts each and every Wednesday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that shit. Guys, there's another Spotify feed. There's another Google feed, I think, but maybe not. You could double check it. Just put in Dual Screens Podcasts. Um, subscribe to the one that you're not already subscribed to, the new one. Mm -hmm. But it, anyway, it's it doesn't say proven gamer on it. It says dual screens. If it says dual screens, it's ours. We are uh, we were approved for everything through Podbean, including Spotify, including every literally everything. So we no longer have to be dependent on any anybody else to be on those platforms. So mm -hmm. move your sub over there if that's how you are. Yes. Consuming the show. Uh, we record every Tuesday live on twitch.tv slash dual screen streams although today is wednesday because andy had an internet outage isn't that right andy correct it was horrifying it's dark times the apocalypse it wasn't as dark as it could have been though andy because i could have just done another solo show that would have been too dark that would have been terrible no one no one asked for that i was in a mood yesterday andy <laughs> i was moody. in a mood before yeah. i told you i couldn't do the yes. show or yes. okay i was so having maybe... a day let's just put it that way a day had, was... was had blessing in disguise i think it was mm -hmm. i think it was and ladies and gentlemen if you're watching this on youtube which you can do youtube.com slash dual screens tv give us a thumbs up share the show we have fun here and uh but it's not our flagship show no no andy it's not it's not our fl flagship show we have the dual screens podcast oh baby andy you mm -hmm. did it you flew solo on this last one yeah right? it, was, it was a fun one it was one that was uh since october of last year in mm -hmm. the making Mm -hmm. I spoke to our good friends at Fire Sprite who made a game called The Persistence, a sci-fi horror roguelike that is not Returnal. That came out before <laughs> yeah. Returnal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good fun conversation. I He got yelled at at some point by me for different reasons. It was Fair. a great show. Yeah. All right. that's, that's uh, and that's coming out on Friday. So They had very nice things to say in our Twitter DMs after the show. So Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's very nice. So check that one out. Great. And if you want to support us on uh, Patreon, go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, NDS podcast. 
just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, Vegas Girl on Fire, and FNH Paul. We can't continue to grow without all of your support. So please head over there. Uh, we have e- we're going we're we're going to E three, Andy. Yeah, we totally are. Well, E three is going to us. Sure. Either way, we're still there. E three is coming to In us in an official capacity. That is true. That is true. <laughs> we're doing it. We already have several appointments lined up for some interesting games and i can't wait to make new contacts because this is gonna be this is gonna be big this is big it's e3 get excited it's a little bit more panache Mm -hmm. put a little bit more flavor Mm -hmm. on those on Mm -hmm. on that rice you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. excited but you know what nothing's gonna replace pax in me in my heart pax east is my oh that's how i feel pax east is my heart that is just the best andy Yes, Steven. Let's get into the show here with our Let's. adventures in gaming. Gaming, Let's do it. <laughs> gaming, gaming, gaming. Now, Andy, you yes, and I. Steven. Okay, here's what happened. Mm. We got our our uh, codes mm-hmm. um, for Biomutant. We did. We got them the like the day before we recorded the show, and neither mm. of us were able to play it before the show. Mm-hmm. So we said we were going to have a lot to say about it. On this week's show. Intrigued, yeah. And, but we didn't speak to each other about Biomutant. I actually didn't know you were playing it. Right. I was like, I should play this thing at some point in my life. Right. So I want to share with the, uh, with the chat here. I want to mm-hmm. share or with the uh, the, the viewers. And yeah, listeners. give me. I want to hear all of your because we spoke about it briefly on the G chats. Right. Uh, so here's our G chat conversation about it. Okay. Go ahead. You going to read it? Unprompted. <laughs> I wrote and I said to you. I really like Biomutant. Mm-hmm. And then you say, so can I say, so do I. Like a lot. <laughs> like I feel like many reviewers either expected something else entirely or missed the point. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have an interview with them. We do. We have that. <laughs> um, my response was, I think it's a fun open world action RPG. Mm-hmm. You said exactly. And add a lock on mechanic and it's golden. And that's pretty much where we went. Oh, and I hate mm-hmm. the money system. Okay, so let's get into yeah, our leaves. thoughts of Biomutant. Uh, I have been playing it a lot, and I like it more and more as I play it. I could see very obvious and glaring flaws in mm. a lot of the design. Um, this, uh, the I don't know if you feel the same way, but b- let's talk about the good first. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It is a good looking it's game. It's got it's got a beautiful game. whimsical world and art style. Yes. Uh the combat and the exploration is fun. There is plenty to do, which I was uh, I was afraid that there wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. Um it was it's uh got really interesting encounters, um a very interesting uh way to tackle the different biomes it's very similar to breath of the wild but less prohibitive i don't know if you you've noticed that as well Mm. um yeah now that you're saying it the way you're the way you're phrasing it it makes sense in my head yeah they have different areas uh there's radioactive areas there's um mutation areas there's cold areas hot areas stuff like that and you can find these uh sets of armor that essentially they essentially give you um, immunity to that mm-hmm. area. Like, so you won't take damage, mm-hmm. but right. if you didn't have it, you could just go in that area because after you reach a hundred percent 
on on your meter, you'll just start losing health a little bit at a time, but you could still like do right. some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have health items with you, you could just heal. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit less prohibitive than I would say uh, Breath of the Wild. This actually encourages you to, right. all right, maybe you could only resist 50%. Where you would die by going in the heat zone in Breath of the Wild like right. almost immediately. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's less prohibitive in that way, which I really like. Um, what are your thoughts on the thing? What, what are you liking so far? Oh, and so, I really, really fucking love the very dark Claudian weapon crafting. Okay. okay. And stuff like that. So go ahead, go. You know, the thing about this game, Steven, is when I started playing it, yeah. I could see, I could kind of see why people were turned off by it. Because even as I was going through, I was like, a part of me should not like this game because there's very glaring flaws about it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a clunkiness to it that's very apparent. The sound effects sound like the gunshot sounds kind of cheap in, in a lot of ways. The the even the characters don't seem like a lot of thought was put into them. But I'm like, why can't I put this f- stupid thing down? Mm. Like I should have turned it off an hour or two ago. Here I am, as this stupid mouse thing, running around, <laughs> killing people and doing these the doing the most mundane side quests ever put into a game ever. It feels like some sort of lost PlayStation Two gem. Mm. that is was unearthed somehow and, and remastered and, and here it is it's like and i i can't i can't put it down and i had a moment with this game early on when i think you're going through a few rooms and there's the guy in the wheelchair mm-hmm. and i was like am i gonna have to kill the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> is this where you're taking me now game <laughs> i mean you can be pretty bad I did choose to go down the dark path. I knew you would in the character creation because I felt, listen, if this game is as badly reviewed as as they say it is, I'll just go full balls to the wall, evil, and see how I can, I can squeeze more fun out of it that way. Right. But you know, it has staying power. I'm, I'm still. It's not going to go away. I'm still going to play it. Yes, it's very formulaic in a lot of ways. Its structure, its pacing, its its overall design isn't anything new or innovative. But they're still fun to be they, had, they do, which is so catching me off guard. Right. They do a really good job with the carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah. Where yeah. they're like, hey, you get first of all, you always you're always getting something towards a new ability or a new whatever. The thing that I think they really screwed up with is the balance of, of those different currencies and rewards that you get for them. Because mm-hmm. you can go into a biohazard zone and mm-hmm. kill any biohazard enemy and get mm-hmm. those points to level up those abilities like really yeah. easily. But if you mm-hmm. don't go in those zones, they're very rare to find, but you can still find them. Right. Um, they, so like th- those are all tied to very, and then there's side points, which you seem to get mm. from finding these totems that you could pray at, or if you do light or dark stuff. Right. So like when you get to a, a, a choice where you could choose light or dark, after you choose it, you get a point for side points or whatever. Um, so like that's kind of weird too. Like you're, it's it's broken mm-hmm. up weird. And then when you level up, you get a point, uh, like a it looks like a dog collar or dog bone or something. A dog bone, yeah. A dog bone, yeah. <laughs> you get that, and you could spend that into more combat abilities, combat really. But most of them are unlocked like in the beginning of the game. Like right. you almost don't have to buy any of them really. You could just sit there and just hoard them. Um, 
I'm playing the saboteur. I don't know what you chose. Well, I'm playing the Psy, the Psy, what's it? I feel like Psy Freak or Psy, Psy, something like that. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're focusing on like magic, essentially. Pure, that's like, yeah, your, that's I was all intelligence. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like in real life. So I went I with, all. I went with speed. speed. I went with speed and, and, uh, damage DPS. And now I'm starting to bump up vitality a mm-hmm. little bit just to make myself a little bit more of like a, I want to be a damage, uh, like a damage. Okay. Or whatnot. So okay. I see that, um, you know, with that being said, like th- those systems don't really talk. I think one of the things that would instantly make this game, like if I was grading this mm-hmm. on a 10 point scale, mm-hmm. I would instantly give a point more. I would raise the score a point if they just had a lock on system. Yeah. During I see that. Yeah. Because it's I mean, not they, polished they, enough where it could excuse it. Yeah, they kind of addressed it with like if you're nearby, it'll like auto kind of lock on to something if you're like in the yeah. proximity of an enemy. Um, but it's not a lock on. So right. a dedicated lock on would be a you know, be a whole world's different experience. Um, but they are addressing a lot of the bugs and the complaints, which is good because like they're trying to make this game better because there's something special to be had here. Right. And I can't again as I'm playing, I, I, it's like I'm getting Death Stranding 2.0 where I see a bad review and I'm playing the game and I'm not seeing the connection. I'm like, are you playing the same game I'm playing? Cause that's a totally different experience. Right. From what I'm having. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm liking it. And so are you. Yeah. I'm having, I'm having a real good time with it for us. It's, it's got, it's got some fallout vibes to it too, with like mm-hmm. just exploring and finding shit and taking all this scrap and then turning it into something. Cause like the way you mm-hmm. build the weapons is really fun. It it's, mm-hmm. that's what I said. It was dark Cloudian because like yeah. dark cloud is all about combining different weapons. Dark and this Cloudian. is like, this is very similar. Like you find components and they all do something different and you could mishmash all these things together to make a gun. Mm-hmm. And it could be completely different from some, from all the scrap and stuff that you find and mm-hmm. the guns that you make. Um, it's all, it's like completely unique. It's not a, there's not a list of guns to make. There's whatever combination of shit you throw together, um, you can make, which is really cool. The story is very paint by numbers. Humans are the worst, right? Um, (laughs) They've destroyed the entire planet. (laughs) Pollution is bad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but there's, but then they, they weave in this, these warring tribes that are basically the premise of it is there are these four massive beasts think divine beasts from zelda right that are devouring um the planet and there are two tribes one believes that you have to i believe i think one one wants to remove them thinks that that's the way the other one thinks that letting them take over so that the earth dies so it could be reborn is the way mm-hmm. to do it. So like one thinks you get rid of the, the, the death Sounds about right. and the light will rise. The other one thinks you need to let death consume mm-hmm. and then the light will rise. So you, that's where you Another choose one, the light yeah. or the, or the dark path, mm-hmm. um, which obviously, I mean, I don't know yet. There's no, no spoilers here, but this is very star Wars mm-hmm. where without darkness, there is no light without light. There is no darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I get you. I get you. Yeah. But yeah, good times. Good times. We're, we're, we're only 15 minutes into the actual show, Miss Envy. So mm-hmm. we're, we're okay. Um, <laughs> but thank you for keeping us on track. 
Um, are you playing anything else, Andy? Uh, Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Um, I did the uh, scary PT part horror. The only really scary part of the entire game. And I feel like as a dad, you have to play this game. I'm mad, I'm mad at it. I don't want to do it. There's a part of it that's... You know what? I'm going to say this. Jason! Capcom also owns the rights to Clock Tower, which is, you know, oh, those hide-and-seek hide oh, kind of games. Yeah. If they looked at this one part of the game sure. and said, how can we build on this and make a full game out of it? Just do that with Clock Tower. Look towards I, Clock Tower. That's, that's what your, you can do. That's your answer, Capcom. Good. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a weird game, though. It's it's so bizarre for a Resident Evil game. It's so off the wall, that's offshoot. That's weird that you would say that sentence. Yeah, there's just so many weird... It's like a bunch of ideas were thrown to a sticky wall. Like, here's all of our shit, but nothing fell off. Mm. And they just made the game with all this crazy shit in it. I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's Castlevania sometimes mm. with guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen, you know? I've seen some, some some gameplay. So of yeah, I mean, it's it. But I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, again, it, it's way it leans way more into action than it should. But eh, you well, know, it's it's Ethan's Ethan. Yeah, it's Ethan's Ethan. um second Ethan, foray into the Ethan into Winters the, the occult. Well, yeah, so I feel like he, it's he's he's a little bit more rugged now. He's ready for yeah. conflict. You know. Oh yeah, I feel like it's how Resident Evil Two had to go like into more action, right? Compared to the first game, right? It's the same exact scenario. You can't do; they couldn't recapture that seven scare factor. So let's let's do more of an action-oriented game. Sure. And put a bunch of weird creatures in it, which yeah. are fucking totally insane to look at. But yeah, Andy. Yes, Steven? our news, including the indie news update. Is full of delays. Oh my god! Full of delay news. This one made me a little sad. And I'm very sad about this. Take us into the indie news report. So, Ninja Update Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, mm -hmm. the amazing uh, beat 'em up Ninja Turtle game we saw not too long ago from Tribute Games, Tribute, the yeah. guys that made Panzer Paladin, published by the guys that did Streets of Rage Four, Gotemu. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Their newsletter was like, "Hey, we've we've happy ten years for us, guys! Woohoo! By the way, we're delaying this game. It is not going to come out this summer. Womp womp. And that's all we're going to say. That was the but perfect here's summer some, game too. Here are some screenshots of our updated uh, HUD and some sprite sheets of the turtles for you to look at. Oh damn! And um, but I did confirm an interview with them also, which is fun. Oh, that's good. So it's a matter of when." The game comes out, which I'm hoping it's still this year. They didn't say it's going until next year, but you never know these days with del with delays. So it's a little upsetting, mm -hmm. but again, we're living in the post cyberpunk world, Stephen. That's, uh, right. that's, like, that's like the go-to quote for like <laughs> any delay going forward. Right. I'd rather wait and have a good game right. that I can enjoy, and not a shit game. Well, Andy, I'm glad you say that because. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, one of the news that one of the pieces of news that we have, one of the, the the delays that we have is the delay of getting Cyberpunk 2077 back on the PSN. And this is nuts. Ooh. Ooh, um, so this is coming from a Steven Totilo. Mm -hmm. I believe that's how you say his name. Yeah, yes. Um, Steven Tortilla. Yep. Uh, <laughs> former Kotaku editor in chief uh, working for Axios. Uh, says CD Projekt execs previously previously said 
Cyberpunk sales were impacted from January to March due to PSN delisting. Lost PlayStation sales plus Sony's delisting scaring people off. Had Mm -hmm. punted offering a sales update to their Q1 earnings. Today's Q1 earnings call, not sharing sales today. Whoa. Uh, About getting back on PSN, CDPR said there there are metrics Sony needs them to hit. Quote, we cannot go into the details of where we are with that, but there is a process. We're in the middle of it. Conversations happening. The decision will be announced when it's ready to be announced. Yeah, I guess finishing the game is a metric you should hit to get on a, <laughs> to get on a PSN yeah. store. Uh, it's funny. I saw one of the comments on that thread how if you compare CDPR's Q1 um, revenue between last year and this year, mm-hmm. it's way down. And it's it's like they never released Cyberpunk. It's like it never happened. That's how much of an impact it's had on them right. not being on the PlayStation Store. Right. So yeah, uh, get your shit together, CDPR, because now it's starting to hit you a little bit. Yeah. Now it's real. There's a couple other things here. Um, supposedly that game made its money back in pre-orders alone. Sure. So whatever. But sure. Um, I believe that. Uh, CDPR's Senior Vice President of Business Development, Michael Nowakowski, declines to divulge details of talks with Sony and Microsoft over Mm. state of cyberpunk approval Mm -hmm. needed for current next-gen versions. So that's the PS5, Xbox Series ones. Quote, if 20 years from now I'm going to be writing memoirs, I'll promise to answer that. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? It's like the most cheeky non-answer ever. It's like... That means I'm not going to answer you. So stop asking, essentially. Um, (laughs) There are still apparently about 300 people working on Cyberpunk. Um, That's another thing that came out of this little report. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my favorite comment uh, response to this was, I'd say finishing the game is a reasonable metric to hit. There we go. There it is. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those metrics that they probably have to hit have to do with frame rate and crashes per I think it's like, you know, take out some bugs, like remove 80% of the bugs in this game. And we can maybe consider getting it on our, our storefront. Like, did they say, did Sony say to them, Hey, give us a list of all reported bugs. And then they get a big manifest. (laughs) How much time do you have? And they're they're just like, (laughs) make this. So this is 10 pages. Right. Right. Or something like that. Like, is that what's going on? Like what? It's a hundred and it's down to a three. Let's see how you got to bring it down a whole bunch. That's crazy. But, you know, listen, I've said it before. It's it sucks to see this happen to such a game that had such high expectations and mm-hmm. a company that was so well regarded with, with so many fans and in the industry and gamers alike. But I feel every now and then it has to happen to someone big. So we know that you can't just slink on by on name alone. You have to deliver a product like Fallout 76 is the prime example, too. Like, you couldn't just be, well, we're Bethesda and we make great Fallout games, so this is going to be awesome too. And it was total garbage when it came out. Mm. So we, we, need, we need some big failures just to keep things, I think, in a nice level playing field. that Everyone is fallible mm-hmm. if they can't deliver a product. Um, breaking news, Devolver Digital is teasing that they will be doing their conference on June yeah, 12th. I totally forgot about them this year. So, so far and from there, my mind. There is a, a whiteboard in the background that is a blurry Hotline Miami 3. 
Ah, so that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yes. Thank you. There are fireworks going off because people are there are bored. Yeah. Moral day was like days ago that they're, they're, they're bored. Um, what else we got? Uh, yeah. So speaking of delays, Andy, yes, I'm just going to go right into the next one. Yeah, do it. It's the big one. God of War is delayed to 2022. Oh my God. A surprise Pikachu face. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, so there was a, a PlayStation blog interview with Herman uh-huh. Hulst, uh, which kind of goes into a little bit of the reasoning for this delay, but also tells us some news that some people are not very happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that God of War and Gran Turismo 7 are cross-generation confirmed. <gasps> oh, no. Dun, 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 dun. All right, so... Was that the, Vol- the, the Voltron theme you just did? No, that would, be, that would be... It sounded uh, like... <laughs> that would be the Voltron price in my head. Oh, yeah. All right, so... Uh, PlayStation blog said, how does PS4 factor into PlayStation Studios development vision? Is mm-hmm. it still a focus internally for future game development? Herman mm-hmm. answers, it very much is. You can't build a community over 110 million PS4 owners and then just walk away from it, right? Can't I think it. that'd be bad news for fans of PS4 and frankly, not very good bad for news. business. So Where bad. it makes sense to develop a title for both PS4 and PS5 for Horizon Forbidden West, the next God of War, GT7, we'll continue looking at that. And if PS4 owners want to play that game, then they can. If they want to go on and play the PS5 version, that game will be there for them. Um, so okay. let, let, let's dissect that a little bit. Yeah, let's unpack This that. is a complete reversal of what they said before PS5 came out. We believe in generations, mm-hmm. asterisk. Not mm-hmm. anymore, apparently. The times are changing. Yeah, it turns the out money is, are... is the most important part of this. And I, I would be shocked... If COVID didn't have a re, uh, much, very much to do with this, oh yeah, they clearly, uh, while they're selling tons of PS5s, they're not selling nearly as much as they could because of COVID. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So it is very possible that they're just looking at the books and they're saying, "Well, if we can't get these consoles out there to sell software, we get the software on the thing we do have consoles out for." And that is the right. only thing I could think of, at, like. You, but this had to be decided before COVID, no? So I, I have like several different thoughts about this. I mean, I would imagine Sony likely thought going to the PS5 that they'd have enough supply to meet the demand. I, I don't know why they would think that, but maybe, like, you know what? We're going to make it cool. We'll have enough out there. Right. So they doubled down on this whole, we believe that the next system should have its own set of games. And if you're on the old stuff, we apologize, but we got to move forward and bring all our old stuff onto the new. Right. And if you don't, if you don't want to get left behind, you got to play the new shit. And I think, um, they must, at some point they were like, shit, we are not making as many PSI as we possibly could. Right. The demand is just so high. We might undercut, these sales for like a huge flagship game like a god of war so or horizon for that matter so let's just put them on both and uh just make sure we get the money either way we look at it now a funny observation steven uh recently spider-man and miles morales 
a game you're quite familiar with. Yes, yes. Recently was number one bestseller on uh, in the games in the games arena right. in uh, in the UK just this past week. Now, again, it's a huge PlayStation country over there in the UK. They love their PlayStation. Spider Man, huge, huge deal. Doesn't sound like it's a big, huge deal that Spider Man is number one game. It's not going to rock anyone's brain. But it, it is the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is when you have an influx of PS5s into the country, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Miles Morales spikes up in sales. Right. Which means people are happily waiting to get their PS5 to play the game on their PS5. Now, does, does that include... I forgot how the upgrade thing worked in that. Oh, for uh, for, for PS, miles for PS4 to PS5 miles. Well, these are just boxed sales. Okay. So it's someone yeah. going to a store and buying a boxed copy of okay. the PS5 version of Miles Morales. Sure. Okay. So I assume some PS4 owner is saying, "You know what? I can get this on the PS4, but when the PS5, when I get it at some point in the next month or so, when it's available in stock, I'm gonna wait and I'll buy Spider-Man." So I'm wondering if we'll see a similar effect with either Horizon or God of War, where you'll have both versions out there, but will folks gladly wait until they can get a PS5 to play the game? Right. And if that's the case, why put it on PS4 right. if they're just going to wait to play it on PS5? Make it a full-blown PS5 game. Yeah, um, I think I think that you, this is a little bit of... <sighs> It's kind of common sense mm-hmm. for them to touch on their much larger player base. And it's something mm-hmm. that we even said from the beginning. Like you don't you don't want to leave your previous player base, which is the largest uh player base. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave them behind, typically. Um and what I they mean, did what they did. You always you always have though. Well, have. we we did, but we they were they were addressing it differently. Mm-hmm. They addressed it with backwards compatibility from one to two two to three. Um, and then when, when it went from three to four, they addressed that with um, remasters and, and, you know, up and yada, yada. And it looks like they're going to take that same approach now. Um, but the thing that I'm, that I'm not as worried about now that I was in the beginning of the PS5, when we, when we first started, when we first learned that horizon was, cross-generational and we first learned that miles morales was cross-generational like when that whole news came out the thing we were worried about is does this whole development back mm-hmm. we saw miles we mm-hmm. know that it didn't mm-hmm. you know it's it's maybe they could do more but it's not more that the system itself will provide but it's more like development time mm-hmm. that would allow this yeah. I think I think you nailed it on the head completely because I think when Horizon was announced that it was a cross-gen game, I was a little bit dismayed because like yourself, I thought I won't get my fully fledged PS5 version of Horizon. It's gonna be some way it has to be built with the PS4 in mind in some capacity. Right. On super on 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 a system that was out there before it even came out. That's how old that its its core stuff was. It was already old before it was even released. Right. And then when we first saw a game like Halo Infinite, we were like, 
this is why you shouldn't do cross-gen games. Look, this doesn't look like next-gen to me. Right. This, this is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But then we saw Horizon, and it's like, okay, if it looks this good on the right. PS5, then yeah. maybe I, I feel a little bit more relief. So I'm thinking in this case, show me God of War at least. Yeah. If it's going to be a cross-gen game, and I have presumptions, and I feel like it's going to be held back, let's see the game. It looks like the things that that are going to be um, bumped up mm-hmm. on on PS Five. It's it's the things that they're starting with are lighting, mm-hmm. load times, mm-hmm. and three D audio. God, oh and that, the, and the haptic feedback. Like those are the four <laughs> pillars that they're building PS Five on. Uh, the the Dual Sense and the I mean, if you look at Horizon, that is ray tracing. I could do with less fucking lens flare in Horizon, though. Almost like, all right, JJ Abrams, that's enough that, of this. That's something that, they, <laughs> that the first game did, too. It's a stylistic was, choice I get about, right. like, all right, let's not have so much of that right. <laughs> going but on. That, that's essentially what we're getting with mm-hmm. these cross-generationals. We're getting the same DNA, mm-hmm. um, and they're adding bells and whistles, as opposed to creating new bells and whistles mm-hmm. that the old system can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, you could make the audio better using a PS5. You can make the lighting better using a PS5. You can make mm-hmm. the loading, the load times better using PS5. You can make the interface and experience with the controller better on PS5. So boom, that's, well, you that's know, they, doing. they have to prove themselves now. If you're going to say that, these flagship titles are going to be on both systems when you were first touting about being about generations and the importance of console leaps and technological leaps. You have to assure us that these games won't be impacted by this decision. Right. And I think until footage is released and we see something of it, I'll be a little bit skeptical, but again, with forbidden West, at least I'm more at ease because we've seen the thing running on on a PS5 in real time. And if 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 I could see God of War sequel on the PS4, and, and, and I ask myself, how will this run on the PS4? That's where I want to be. Right. I want to see it and wonder. This can't be an old gen hardware. There's no way. There's no fucking way. Right. But um, um, a couple other yeah. quotes here. Um, yes. The question was how important is new IP for the place for PlayStation Studios? Mm-hmm. Herman responds: New IP is incredibly important to us. New IP is the lifeblood of gaming. But Mm -hmm. new IP is just one aspect of our strategy. Ultimately, I want PlayStation Studios to be fiercely daring to take risks. I want us to continue to embrace the legacy of PlayStation, pushing the boundaries of gaming, keep making games that matter. Games that probably wouldn't have been made anywhere else. And you know, Ben Studio is working on a very exciting new IP that they're very, very passionate about. They're building on on the deep open world systems that they developed with Days Gone. So I'm really happy for Ben Studio. Um, we don't have to dissect that too much, but it's nice to know that Bend is actually in a, in a position where <clears throat> they're, <clears throat> they're positioned, excuse me, they're positioned a little bit better now. Uh, cause the last thing we heard from them was that they had a last of us remake squashed and then, or taken away and they had days gone Two squashed. So it's good mm-hmm. that at least they're making a new IP. They're not just going to be a support for somebody else, or they're not just going to be said, Hey, make the next uncharted Vita game. You know, um, so that that's good to see. And then the last question <laughs> here was, how does PC fit into the worldview of PlayStation Studios moving forward? 
Mm-hmm. And Herman asks, <clears throat> responds, excuse me, guys, I got a little frog in my throat. Mm-hmm. Well, still early on in our planning for PC, Horizon Zero Dawn has been very successful. I think it shows there's an appetite from gamers outside of the PlayStation ecosystem to experience the amazing portfolio of games that PlayStation fans have enjoyed for years. But I want to emphasize that PlayStation will remain the best place to play our PlayStation Studios titles at launch. We, But we do value PC gamers and will continue to look <clears throat> at the right times to launch each game. Ben's studio just released the PC version of Days Gone on May 18th, so that's about two years after the PS4 release. So maybe potentially setting us up for an expectation of a two-year release window between Mm -hmm. PlayStation and PC. I think that's a viable strategy for the things we we know are going to be or are hits, like a God Mm -hmm. of War Horizon or whatever, Ratchet Mm -hmm. and Clank, Spider-Man. But for new IP... Or and new games that have new ideas, like a Days Gone. Days Gone needed a year of bug fixes and mm, tweaking and all did. that stuff. And so the love and it and that would normally follow a a PlayStation game to the PC kind of died on with mm-hmm. Days Gone. Like it was pretty yeah. much there was no more there was there was very little um goodwill um with the people that were still following it. Like people got, got their fix. They got the fixes on, on console. They beat it and they moved on. And, but mm-hmm. PC gamers looked at it like, Oh, that game was broken. That game, uh, got bad reviews. Uh, mm-hmm. that's not something I can't wait to play. Now the modding community really took into it. Now, of course we're going to have mm-hmm. Macho man and we're going to have Thomas the tank engine in it. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. Really. That, and that's really what it is all about. <laughs> but, um, you know, for horizon, that's a different story. Horizon was, a wonderful game that people really couldn't wait to, mm-hmm. to get their hands on when it was announced for PC. So we'll see how they do with this. Um, I fully expect God of War to be on PC now, um, probably six months before the new one comes out or so, so something like that uh, on PS5 and PS4. Yeah, but, even um, even the language, the way he says, like, you know, they'll it'll be the best place to play on our system at launch, mm-hmm. which signals... Yeah, it'll definitely launch with us, but expect more of these to pop up on your PC at some point in right. the future. Because yeah. I think there was a recent uh, either an investor call with Sony, and I think the ROI they've seen so far on on the PC side with Horizon and Days Gone has been like two fifty percent, which is nuts. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to take that money for something that's you've squeezed already all of it out of it on your systems right. on PlayStation? We can sell it here and make some more cash. And that also makes sense as to why they would be putting these games on PS4 too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're touting that the reason why you're able to do something in a Mm -hmm. game like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is because of the IO ports that you made. IO through port. Mm -hmm. The through port that you made on your hard drive or your, your, excuse me, your solid state drive. If you're saying that that the PS5 is the reason you could do that and then put that on PC and it's still and it does it there too, then mm-hmm. you're kind of taking the steam away from PS5. Right. However, if you're also if you're saying, okay, here's the things the PS5 is gonna do, the instant load times, again, the haptic feedback and the Tempest 3D audio. And uh so here's the PS4 version with the PC 
version of those things like uh, ray tracing and Dolby Atmos or whatever the hell they would put in it. Maybe that's mm-hmm. that's how you you know circumvent that that easy. Like it, it's easy for me to say. Like you said that the PS5 is the reason why this game can work. So mm-hmm. if this is going on on PC, that's not true. Then you lied. Yeah. Then you're you're yeah, not that's... being truthful. Then there's no secret sauce. There's no magic in then that. The box. only thing a PS5 can do that that a PC can't is play these games at launch. Right. Um, which, which is hardly is, a selling point. It's hardly a selling point, and it's not something. That, it's something that in today's society, with so much competition, with so many different games coming out, um, with Game Pass, <clears throat> with uh, UB Play, whatever the hell that thing's called, where you can de- get any Ubisoft game at launch for free, basically. Mm-hmm. With all of that happening. You need more than that, PlayStation. You you need mm-hmm. you need more reason for people to to, to stick around. Um, you know, it's it's got to be more than just power. Speaking of power, Andy, is Nintendo playing with power soon? Oh, I apparently so. I <clears throat> oh mean, goodness, the the rumor that won't die ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, we're getting a Switch Pro reveal tomorrow or today. Whenever you hear this recording, could yeah, be we'll today see. for all I know. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, Centro Leaks, a Twitter account focusing on gaming-related leaks, claims that pre-orders for a new Nintendo Switch Pro will be going live later this week on June 4th. Mm. They've received a verified screenshot from a big retailer's internal system that shows a new Switch hardware-related listing will go live on June 4th around midnight. Mm. Fascinating. That's all they have now. Uh... I'll believe it when I see it. We talked about a Switch Pro for since this podcast was invented, I feel. It was always part of the conversation. Um, there's a rumored price point, which is kind of nuts as well. When I read this thing, it has like PS5 pricing, which, oh, that's going to well, fly. Uh, that wasn't English. <laughs> right, that listing wasn't English, so it could be some other uh, right, currency right. or whatever. Some fr- Right, but if you were to adjust for our currency, it's like four hundred eighty-six dollars. Sure, so bring it on. So that'd be there's good. that. Uh, yeah, I I I just want to see if it's real and what it can do, and if it's worth my time and money at this point. The Switch, on its own, has been very faithful, very reliable. It does what it does best. It plays awesome Nintendo games. It plays awesome indie games, both in my house. And while I'm taking a shit, that's all I want from an Nintendo device. It don't gotta be 4K, don't gotta be 60 FPS. But if you want to do a nice mid-gen update with better graphics and horsepower, and for fuck's sake, a smaller bezel, that'd be amazing. I'm all for that. Um, but don't pull no shit where it's like here are the Switch Pro exclusive games because the old no, shit happening Andy. anymore. And <clears throat> it's happening. I, I, I'm dreading it so much, Steven. Yeah, it's happening. So much dread is in my heart when that's going to go down. Like all these things you've had no updates on Breath of the Wild 2, Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3. Wonder why. It's like because they've all been quietly moved over. Dear Nintendo, Switch we Pro. are trying to make these games hardware is sucks. Mm, hardware is sucks. Please help us for make new hardware. Thank you. Um, why is Borat writing? To- we have. Um, <laughs> We have other Nintendo news here. We do. On the dock here, Andy. We do. What else is going on in Nintendo land? Well, Nintendo, rumors aside, 
finally announced their E3 plans for this year on the very last day of E3, no less, which is okay. That's a move That's, that you can do. It's a very bold, Cotton. Uh, so Nintendo has announced a 40-minute E3 Direct focusing primarily on software com- coming out. No, no, no. Say it louder. Oh, oh, for the kids oh, in the back. Oh. Say it louder okay. for the kids in the back. Focusing on what, Andy? Focusing primarily on software. Say it, say it slower and louder, please. Focusing uh-huh. primarily on software. Thank you. Okay. Continue. Mainly releasing in 2021. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, three hours of deep dives on their treehouse right. uh, to follow. Right. Which is like, here's more of the game we just saw five right. minutes ago. Um, yeah. I'm wondering what this could be. Uh, it's very short, very concise. Uh, I'm sure we'll have. Uh, I don't want golf at this thing. That's for sure. I don't want to deep dive on golf, uh, uh-huh. but the game is coming out this year, and that is in their description. So, fuck what I too. know. Uh, so legs. I want to know, Stephen. What do you? What do you like? What are you expecting from this E3? Because I feel with Nintendo, they have the biggest capacity to disappoint. A lot of people sure they've been, they've been sure they've been so quiet they've been hit the most i feel by covid they've had directs announced i mean canceled like not happening because mm-hmm. of covid mm-hmm. so i feel they're in a very unique position and if we're just going to see golf and project triangle and sonic colors then maybe just do it next year but what do you expect them to do well, what are your what are your hopes for this my hopes are Mario Super Mario Party DLC. Mm-hmm. Say we finally did it. Here's extra boards. We got online works now, so this makes sense. I don't okay. know where to get in that. I don't know who you're channeling for that buzz. Maybe okay. That's I. I just <laughs> I, I hope that that's a thing. Okay. Um, you said hopes, so that's what I'm giving you. Okay, give me them hopes. Um, punch out. Oh my God! You're just like it sounds like we're like a wish list of things that will never happen. Punch out! You, said, you said hopes. You said this all is right. My, this okay. is my, my my hopes. Okay. I want a <laughs> a punch out that uses the like we f- uh, f- not we fit uh the the adventure, adventure ring cred- the, not the, the ring, ring thing but like you know that the bo- there were there was a boxing trainer that's what it was boxing trainer whatever the hell it was fit trainer I don't know. Um, now with Labo support. Yeah, now with now with <laughs> shitty cardboard. Um, that I want. I want to punch out. Okay, so you want Mario Party DLC? You want punch out? Punch out. What else you got? What else you got? The return. The official return of the long rumored Star Fox. Oh, this went away. Oh my Star god! Fox yeah, came because. Back. And then disappeared after Star Wars. Right. It was never real, is what happened, Stephen. Like, you could go through all... We discussed so many rumors back in the day on right. the Nintendo Dual Screens podcast. Right. Almost all of them never came true. Right. It was all Lord of bollocks. I think, you, hull- I think you can... I think you can... Of all of the dormant, underserved, place the... Um, sorry, Nintendo franchises, mm-hmm. I think Star Fox has the most chance... Mm-hmm. To become something because it is so unlike the other genre, the other ten poles. Like mm-hmm. F Zero, you already have Mario Kart. Like why we don't mm-hmm. need another racing game, right? You know, um, 
there are other platformers. Obviously, you don't need more platformers. You have Mario. Yeah. Um, I would love a new Donkey Kong, though. Donkey Dong. That would be nice. Well, yeah, there, there, there were rumors that a 3D Donkey Kong was being No made. rumors. So many rumors. <laughs> yeah, there was a rumor of that. So, so is that it? You if, have if your... it's not Star Fox, then it will probably be Donkey Dong. Star Fox, Donkey Dong. But I have, I have one more. Punch Out. I have uh, one more. Mario Party. And your last one? I have one more. What's your last one? Okay. Tell and me. this is purely selfless. I want this not for myself. Oh, you want it for someone else? Yes. <gasps> Ooh, intriguing. It is a massive, mm-hmm. massive open world yeah. action role-playing game hmm. that Nintendo is going to hang their hat on as their ARPG. It's it's jam-packed with action, intrigue, and excitement okay. and yo-yos. Ah, uh, why, why are you doing this? To Star me? Tropics. Why are you gonna do this to me? Don't. We'll don't be ma- back. I, I wanna. I wanted to not mention it. <laughs> Star oh, Tropics. Because I'm not gonna get it. Is gonna be. They're gonna hang. No. Hang their hat. No. On. That being their action RPG franchise. No. What's their action RPG? What's the Nintendo action RPG? Xenoblade. Right? (laughs) Right? But that's like anime central. You know what I mean? That that doesn't scream Nintendo charm. Well, yeah. I mean, Bayonetta 3 does not scream Nintendo charm. You don't look at the, 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 the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm-hmm. With your, you know, with your Samus there, who somehow fits in all of that, mm-hmm. you don't look at that and then say Bayonetta fits in there. Like <laughs> you, you just don't. You don't do it. Bayonetta to me is like, and you know what Bayonetta is in, in Nintendo. Nintendo is the video store, and mm-hmm. Bayonetta is behind the curtain in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the little side aisle. And the little like, side aisle with the curtain. With the little red lighting going on. Right. <laughs> sort that's, of thing. That's where Bayonetta uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Right before that is Xeno whatever's. Okay. <laughs> and 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 your fire and your fire emblems. Right. Right before that. Because now because right. you're still you're you're animating the shit out of this right now. You know what I mean? Like you're like, hey, this is anime. And then you got your project triangle path travelers. Which is not yes. which is not Nintendo, but it's like becoming a thing Nintendo is is obviously pouring resources into have exclusive for a little while. Right, right, right. You know, and mm-hmm. but when you first walk in the door, it's like, ah, Kirby. Like the yeah. it's like rated G Kirby and like fucking puff the magic dragon. Like that's what hits you in the right. face when right, you go right, to right. the video store that is the it's Nintendo like video store. You understand? The little kid says, Mommy, mommy, I want to get that one. Give me that game. Kid Icarus would make a great ARPG. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it would. But it Kid would. Icarus, now here's the thing about Kid Icarus. It's not Star Tropics. It isn't. And we've had a Kid Icarus game in the last nine years. Right. What was in it nine years ago? 20. Ten years ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the last 25. When was Star Tropics? 30 years ago? Dare I say it? Star Tropics was only ever on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. I, never, I never grew up past that point. We had two games. 
and we've just seen assist trophies, maybe, or some sort of shit in Smash Bros. Right. That's all we got. Right. And and if you look on the Twitter, you're not the only one that wants Star Tropics. I have news for you. I know. There Is are it many, tra- I know. Kid Icarus 2 was trending today because of this whole E3 stuff. It was like, oh, what do you want to see the most? And I was like, I want Kid Icarus, bro. Nintendo just seems to abandon some of their favorite, some of fan favorite franchises. Speaking of abandoned, Andy. Oh, this is weird. This is a fun one I want to end things on today. So you remember that game abandoned by a company called Blue Box Studios? Sure don't. Everyone (laughs) thought was like some, it was like a horror. It was an FPS horror game set in the woods. And everyone was like, this company is fake. They don't make games. They just built a website. This is Hideo Kojima all over. It can't be anything but Kojima. And he was like, oh, you, you I'm guys. not that much of a troll, you guys. Thanks for thinking about me, though. I'm flattered. So apparently we're getting a fully fledged gameplay reveal of this title on June 20th, which isn't really news. I mean, it's a fun looking game. I'm into it. I, I, I will tune in for this. Super realistic. But the realism. Yeah. But the delivery method is a unique one. Apparently, the team will be launching an app on the PlayStation 5 Uh for you to download and install. And when they release a trailer, you'll see it running on your PS5 hardware. So no, won't be compressed for YouTube. None of that shit. It's what the game will actually look like on your console. So it's a weird, like, live demo playing off your system and not really a trailer. And when I see this move, when I see why is a rather unremarkable game, yes, it looks great, getting a dedicated blog post on the PlayStation blog, Mm -hmm. getting its own strange app on the PSN store. Mm -hmm. It sounds so Kojima to me. (laughs) I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Mm And I don't know, man. It just feels like something he would do. It's it just so weird. Right. But in any case, at least we're getting gameplay of this thing on the 20th. So that's fine. Or at least the trailer. Right. <laughs> Andy. Steven. What's going on in the hype zone? <laughs> Did you see this? <laughs> so Unreal Engine. <clears throat> Sorry, I got to get my serious hype zone voice. Unreal Engine 5 is currently in early access. Oh, good. And and one developer thought to put that engine to the test. Mm-hmm, I saw this. Yeah, this is great. With 10 billion polygons of dog. Epic Games gave developers their first taste of the new Unreal Engine with a hefty early access launch earlier this week. This is courtesy of PCGamer.com, by the way. With the engine's much-touted new Nanite feature, bragging the ability to support essentially infinite detail, one indie decided to see how far that would go with a whole lot of good boys. So this dude took a picture of his dog laying in bed, put it in the editor, and did a duplication of that image Uh 1,000 times, Uh which resulted in 10 billion polygons of dog which barely made the engine sweat. Yeah. It was like 10 billion dog polygons. This is it. When, when you're in the quadrillions of the gorillions, the fake aliens, let me know. Cause this is ain't nothing for me. Right. So 
Hot damn. Um. <laughs> That's uh... so here, wait, here here's a really interesting quote. Uh, this didn't even <laughs> this didn't even begin to max out my system. Mm-hmm. Any 10 series card or newer is going to see some mind-blowing enhancements. I'll try to run it on a GTX 750 when I get a chance, but I suspect it will work. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, it really makes you wonder what these games will look like. I mean, on our next that looks photorealistic. Right. Now, granted, it's an unmoving image. Right. You know, it's someone's dog in the bed. Sure, I get it. It's not the most demanding thing, but it's the fact that you got that many polygons and the system was like, did you just fart on me? Or like, did a spider crawl over the thing? Like, it's just a nothing to me at this point. Are you even trying? (laughs) Andy, it's time for the Facebook question of the week. Oh, boy. Oh, goody. The question was, and we posted this right before the show. The question 10 minutes ago was. What Sonic power up best describes your love life? Mm. I'm saving the best for last year. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Curtis says drowning sound. That's not even the oh, best one. Oh, man. I know. It's going to get better. Go ahead. Zach says, the shield. Tear, the tears. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're repelling your sex. Re- okay. Rep- repels all women. There, <laughs> there are only three answers here because of how late we put it up. But <laughs> Vegas has the best answer. Oh, boy. Here we go. Ice wave. Because my vagina has frozen over. And damages enemies when they approach. <laughs> this is the sort of quality content we get here on the show. For those of you who are still listening to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. It's like, you know, what, what a, a future Frozen sequel will have as a plot device at some point in the future. Incredibly Frozen 3 vagina. in the Clam of Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Clam of Destiny. It's too good. It's too good. It's too good. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> the, 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 shield, the shield answer was was pretty good. Oh, I'm busy. I did like the I did I did like the shield answer. I'm not gonna lie. These are all wonderful things. I feel bad now that we couldn't we couldn't have had this. You know what? Let's let's keep it going, and uh, I'm sure we'll get more replies before next Tuesday. So we'll just do sure. a recap. Yeah. Like maybe ask the next question like next Wednesday or some shit. I want to oh, see. Man. I want to see what the gold this this question oh. yields because that was that was pretty fucking good, and folks. Right? Congrats to all of you. Congrats. Uh, and, you, and funny fucks you. Please get out of your house and go meet people. <laughs> <laughs> there there are people that could thaw your vagina. <laughs> that should be like a little... Uh, I'm looking for that special someone for long <laughs> walks on the beach. And please, one day... Please bring an ice pick. Oh, my vagina. 
Oh, we have fun. We have too much fun. <laughs> Way too much fun. That's that. You know he's had a good laugh when Stephen can have that, like that, like guttural cough because he's having a, having a hard time breathing. <laughs> that is gonna bring us to the end of the show. Good God Almighty, that was a hell of a way to end it. If you want to join our Facebook group so you can answer these ridiculous questions, go to facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. Oh, man. Follow us on social media at dual underscore screens on Twitter at dual screens on Instagram. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. And you can write to us on feedback at ndspodcast.com. Again, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Now, Andy, I believe we might have had, before we leave... We might have had some new reviews come in. Oh, let's uh, let me double check. Indeed, let um, let's see I'm these. Sh- I'm, I th- I believe we did, mm-hmm, but I'm trying to mm-hmm. find them. Reviews. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show, uh, Mister Bad Bit says I have mm-hmm. an iPhone, and I wrote a review. Five stars. Fantastic. That's quality, uh, quality stuff right there. This is from the Colbert Code. Oh, interesting. Five okay. stars. Can't recommend this podcast enough. Oh. Steve and Andy provide an excellent podcast where they bring strong analysis, but aren't afraid to let loose and get silly sometimes. The best so of sweet. both worlds. So sweet. Accurate uh, and to some extent. Sammy Pants says, five thumbs up. Excellent content. Five stars. Love it. Got some new reviews. So review us on iTunes. Help us help the algorithm, which Mm -hmm. we, I think, have another thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same one. I don't know anymore. Andy, what do you want to tell the kids before we go? Uh, You know, it's E3 season, kids. It's it's nearly upon us. This is like our Christmas. This is our Mecca. This is our our Festivus. This is our our time to shine. This is the week that validates our insanely fun hobby, and I can't wait to see what fun shit's going to come out of this week mm-hmm. be it from microsoft nintendo sony sega square capcom all all the peoples uh-huh. just give us good shit give us some fucking gameplay i'm uh-huh. done with cg trailers that sure. are not in engine or a target gameplay this will look like the game maybe just show me the games in real time in action don't talk a lot don't do a long-winded intro just be like, hey, here's our E3 presentation. We'll see you at the end. And that's all you have to fucking do. That's it. No and room for dad jokes. None if, of that shit. If there's one thing I want from Microsoft, mm, tell me. I want tell them me. to show Halo Infinite. Oh, yeah, that's happening. I want them to show how beautiful mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what a year's but worth of work can do. Keep our potato looking like a potato. I feel that they should keep Craig in the game Craig needs with to- his original asset. Yes. Just so I can see that, yeah, because that's like you can see, you know, before and after in game while you're playing, and you could and you could sell merch, right? Or, you know, <laughs> t-shirts. Get that Craig skin. You could get the Craig. There should be a Craig gun. Yeah, shoots other Craigs at people. Just shoots Craig, ragdolling, <laughs> and Craig's. it and it does the most damage. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think we're asking a lot now. Now we're asking for dead time. We really are, we really ladies are. and gentlemen. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to the dual screens crossplay podcast 
I love you, Andy. I love you, chat. I love you too, Steven. Please, I love the chat too. Please warm up your private parts. The chat is so get good. Out, get out there in the world. Yeah, me people. And as always, please be excellent. <laughs>